There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And welcome to Sakunianska, hosted by Johnny Seifert. This is the Celebrity Mental Health Podcast, where I say it's okay to not be okay. And if you have the same answer as me, then before we get to today's guest, please subscribe to Sakunianska while you're listening. And at the end of the episode, give a five-star rating and a review. Now, let me tell you about my guest today. They lasted 11 days on Love Island in the summer of 2023 before the girls had to choose one boy to dump from the island. Losing out to Sammy and Zach, he was sent home after being coupled up with Catherine and Rucci at the beginning of the, his Love Island journey. He's been back nearly for six weeks and joins me to talk for his mental health journey through Love Island and beyond. I'm delighted to welcome to Sukunian Skirt his 21-year-old Andre Furtado. Hello, Andre. How's it going? Thank you for having me. My absolute pleasure, my friend. Do you know what? You were the first person I messaged and said, oh, can you come on the podcast? Ignored me. Ignored my DMs. <laughs> Do you know what? As soon as I came out, I was flooded with so many messages, so many calls here and there. And it took me like nearly a week, a week and a half to like get through, I'd say half of that. So all of my friends were always like, oh, I messaged you, you'd either get back. I was like, if you need me just call me immediately like just just call me because messaging oh i'm glad that we've been able to sort it out and i'm glad that i'm here and i can't wait for today's podcast oh i'm so pleased so how overwhelmed were you then you know you come off a big show like that like you said you've had so many messages come in how did you even know how to get back to the service as that duck kind of that swimming underneath rapidly (laughs) and on the surface just gliding to be honest it's one of those ones where regardless of how much preparation someone could give me I knew that I wasn't going to be able to figure out how hard it was going to be until I was actually put in in these deep waters so as soon as I came out at the Spanish airport here in in at Stansted airport me and Charlotte were just being flooded already and I didn't even have my phone then yet so as soon as I've unlocked my phone now it's kind of like a new wave to reality has just hit. I knew was going to happen since coming off the show. Of course, I wanted to have a longer time period on the show. However, I, I was very much in tune with reality and I was like, cool, I've, I've been able to experience it and I'm grateful, but this is real life now. Let's, let's tune into real life. And I don't think I was ready, to be honest. 
being recognized on the street all the time, the messages, it was very hard to adjust to, to be honest. Like I was never expecting it. Even over the weeks of me being out, like there's some weeks where it will be like crazy recognition, crazy messages. And then in response to that, I'll just kind of like just back away into my corner a bit. I like to make sure that I'm taking care of my mental health. So I'm not always in the public light and I'm not always outside. And I, do you know what I mean? So it's kind of like a nice balance to it. But yeah, that's how it's been since I came out. It's been it's been a crazy experience, man. How are you dealing with your mental health? So when you have got those private times, what's your way of decomposing and going, right, I just need a bit of me time now? So my way is I've gone for jogs and runs, literally putting my phone down and being like, I'm not touching you at all. Let me just put my phone in the other side of the room. For reading as well, I, I love to read. To be honest, reading is something that I'm trying to pick back up on because I was doing it very, very prominently before going into the villa. Even in my holding period, I took like five books. I think I took like five books and I got through two of them. One being The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. And then the other one being how to win friends and influence people. So reading books, going on jogs and runs, downtime periods, and most definitely just spending time with my siblings as well. I've got three younger siblings. So just spending time with them. And for them, sometimes it feels surreal, mainly because it's like, oh my, my gosh, my brother is a celebrity. But in my mind, I'm kind of like, I'm just very down to earth and very just grounded with it. So yeah, I just love to spend time with them because they they kind of like just pull me back down and give me more of a sense of like reality that it's not always going to be like superficial and whatnot like so those are my four ways to to cope if it does ever end up getting a bit too much well let's delve a little bit deeper into all of those so first of all when it comes to books were you allowed to take a book into the villa so no 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 we were we were allowed to take it into the holding villa however just before going into the main villa, the security came, took all of our possessions that weren't eligible to actually go into the villa. So that was like branded clothes, devices, uh, for me, books, all of that. And yeah, when they took my books away, I was like, oh my gosh, what I'm going to do? Uh, I was halfway through reading a book as well. So I was like, oh my gosh. I'm never going to finish that now because by the time I get out, I'm going to completely forget what I'm up to. Do you know what I mean? I completely forgot, so I'm going to have to restart the book. I was like on the final two chapters as well, so I was so annoyed. This is the problem. So I read about, on average, 40 books a year. And so every week I start a new book. And obviously I finish yeah, it, yeah. but I, it takes about six days to read a book. And on holiday, I'll read a book a day, more or less, book a day and a half. So I'll read about four books in like four days. But I don't remember what happened in the book I read last week because now I've moved on. Now I've got these new characters. Yeah. Like I don't remember what happened. It happened so much to me. And with me, I've got such a bad habit with books where like, let's say, for example, I'm reading one book and then I'll walk past the bookshop and there's a book that catches my eye. I'm like, cool, let me grab that. So then I'll start reading two books at the same time. Oh, no, 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 and no, then, no, 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 no. I can't do it. I just need to focus on one at a time, but like it catches my, my eye all the time. Like I was even saying before going into the villa, I've got like, I like eye candy a lot, not only just for women, but for books as well. So if I like it, I'll just grab it. <laughs> well, yeah, but you can do So you can do a novel and also do a self-help book at the same time. So Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. sit there and mind map. I love mind mapping Jay Shetty's books, for example, and going through each chapter with a pen and really thinking about how it reflects on my life. And then you've got the novel yeah, yeah. to, to desertify with. But yeah, you can't do two bits of desertification. Um, talking about desertification as well, you said you'll put your phone on the other side of the room. But now yeah. you've come out of the villa, you've got 44,000 followers on 
Instagram. What are those dopamine hits like? You know, your phone is blowing up constantly. I presume you're getting messages every single day, all hours yeah, of yeah. the day. Do you not get that dopamine hit of you went on a show like Love Island for your own imposter syndrome, your own self-validation. You now know how loved you are, that you're yeah, yeah. more encouraged to be part of that world rather than actually take yourself out of it, especially only six weeks after coming out of the villa. Absolutely. And like you were saying, boy, the dopamine, when it hits, it really hits, mainly because, like you were saying, of course, I had it before going into the villa, mainly because of the type of person I am. But that feeling of, wow, like, people actually, they like me for the person that I am, more so because I was true to myself. It's like, wow, like this feels good but it's a thin line where it's kind of like it's manageable type of it's like a manageable type of dopamine and then it's kind of like excessively wanting to go out and grab this and learning to differentiate like how to step on those thin lines is very hard and I can say for the first like two weeks when I left the villa I found it hard to kind of like find where that thin line was mainly because of when the dopamine hit I was loving it and I just had to indulge in it but then following the weeks after, I, I, I realized how negative that would be for me in the long run. So that's why I started to just kind of like, for certain hours of the day, let me just leave my phone. The thing that hurts the most is mainly because, well, now that I'm a public figure, I know that there's going to be a lot of messages, not only from like people who love me and fans, but also brands, my manager and whatnot. So that is always in the back of my mind when I put my phone to the side the little voice in the back of my head is going like oh what if your manager texted you what if you got a call from this brand what if you got a call from and i've just got to just believe myself and and just be, and just be like cool this is my downtime period if there's a phone call if there's a message i can get to it after right now i need to prioritize myself and my mental health just my overall well-being so let me put me first there i think that's that's quite hard when leaving the villa mainly because of how loved you know you are receiving this love from everyone is amazing but Sometimes you can get lost in losing yourself to this love. Do you know what I mean? Because now you're like, when I was on the show, even leaving, I'm kind of like a character from Love Island. So watching it back, even me, I was I was loving this character from Love Island. So I, I see how I can get sucked into it. Do you know what I mean? It's been a crazy experience, like especially post Villa, because nothing could have prepared me for it. Well, what type of character were you on the show? Everyone plays a role this year. For example, Mitch is yes. kind of like the villain. We've got Sammy and Jess with the will they, won't name. We saw last week when we were recording this is that, you know, they had the big moment. I want to be your girlfriend. Who are you? Because I felt like personally in those 11 days, we didn't actually get to see a lot of you on the show. Yeah, You kind of just disappeared. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. I'd say for the first couple of days, I was like the guy that just falls head over heels. And then it kind of got to like the redemption arc where, especially with, with Rucci, where it's kind of like, yeah, let me just explore myself and da 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 da. And I feel like after that, there wasn't much airtime. But like, whilst I was inside, which is a different story to what is now shown to everyone, it was, I, I was given that the little big brother energy where like George had explained pulling everyone for not only surface level chats but like deep conversations like asking like how are you doing like take away that we're on Love Island right now which I know is quite hard to do take away the villa take away all the fancy things around here and just me and you like let's just focus on me and you like how are you doing not the how are you doing and let's keep the conversation rolling but how are you doing so I 
played quite a, I'd like to think anyways, that I, I played quite a big role in making sure that everyone was doing good at the same time. Like a brother to, to the guys as well. I got along with everyone, especially to the girls as well. I just that bubbly character is just, just always singing, always dancing, just lifting the mood up. Like like Chris said from um, from a couple of seasons ago, should I rap to lift the mood, anyone? I was I was kind of like that guy. I was just like, unfortunately, it wasn't shown as much on camera. I'm glad that myself and my peers know. It must be quite hard oh, for a 21 year old as well. You know, if you think about it, so Rucci was three years older than you. Catherine was four years yeah. older. The guys you're with are five, six years older than you. Charlotte is nine years older than you. And if you think about it, where you are at 21 years old, for those listening, a lot of those 21 year olds have just come out of university, right? And the yeah, people yeah. who are 20 years old are going into their final year of university. So I think when I was at university, I still had this mindset and I've still got it to an extent now that I still go, they're in the year above me, they're in the year below me. And so you're going, yeah, yeah I'm dating yeah. someone who's three years above. Or if you're having a conversation with Charlotte, for example, just even you and Charlotte, right? Put it like this, right? You are in year seven, right? You're in year seven at school at 12 years old. Mm -hmm. She's just finishing university. That's the um, nine when year When you put it to that gap. perspective, it's crazy. <laughs> and think of the life experience and think of everything. It must be so hard when it comes to age differences in there for you. It was definitely very, very hard. But it's something that I already knew I was going to face. Being 21, I can say the thing that, even though I was 21, the thing that I, I was like, cool, I've got this gun in for me. I've got this root in for me. It's just my overall maturity. I was like, cool. Although I'm 21, my overall maturity is of someone much older than me. The way that I carry myself is of someone much older than me. So, yeah, so I know myself, but at the end of the day, I've still got a 21 tag. And it was very evident as to how that played out because let's say, for example, on the date that I went with Whitney, as soon as I told her my age, she loved everything else but the age. With Ruchi as well, is the same thing. Loved everything but the age. And the same with Catherine, which I completely understood. And especially with the guys as well, as soon as I told them my age, it was kind of like they tried to little boy me or like, yeah, you're my little brother. But even like I was saying with my maturity and just the way that I carry myself, it was like, okay, yeah, he's 21, but he's not 21, if that makes sense. He's 21, but he's not 21. This is like an old man living in a young man's body. And yeah, I got the tagline of the old man in the villa whilst I was there as well. They were like, yeah, you're, you're 21, but you act like you're 40. And I was like, damn. Then it's something that I knew was always going to be like on the back end. As soon as I say I'm 21, damn, it's cut off. So it wasn't, it wasn't the nicest, but it was unavoidable. I'm in this position now, so I'm going to have to graft. But also it's going to make you grow up a lot quicker just because naturally you're around a lot of people who are a lot older. So naturally, that will make you more mature anyway. So that's the age issue. The other issue I want to explore with you, if it's okay, is race. When it comes to the girls, we know there's a very tight group between Ella, Whitney and Catherine, who naturally came together from the same community. For yeah, the boys, yeah. there's obviously you and Tyreek, and that was it. So how did you find, because we, we, you know, it, it sometimes feels like tokenism, kind of sometimes feels like tick boxing. You know, have yeah, they got yeah, enough yeah. black contestants in there? I'm still yet to see more than one Jewish person in another one. You know, we've only had ER booking oh, 10 yeah, yeah. series. How did you find as a black person being in the villa? This year here, not necessarily in comparison to other years, because like I know how I felt during being on the show. I actually felt quite good to be honest, mainly because of I saw the uh, I saw kind of the higher ups and the producers and whatnot 
wanted to make more of ethnically diverse cast this year, especially from the get-go. And it felt good, mainly because not, not necessarily it felt good because you're seeing ethnically diverse cast on the screen, but mainly because when I'm in there, the sense of relatability just made me feel at home. It felt good. As soon as I saw Tyreek, the first conversation that we had, right, was about having a brush and a durag. And I was like, as soon as I saw Ty, it was like, bro, have you got a brush? Yeah, have you got a durag? Yeah, and literally from that conversation, I felt at home, I felt good. So for me, I felt amazing, especially with the likes of having someone from Nepal, first Asian contestant in the history of UK, Love Island. It definitely felt good. However, it's that one there where there's, there's good, but you can always go for better, do you know what I mean? And it's a working process. But for me, yeah, like I was saying, my overall experience with diversity of this cast was amazing. Like, like you were saying, I feel like that sense of relatability that you've got, that I had, let's say, for example, with Ty, was already a Kickstarter for our relationship. And the reason as to why we got on so well was the reason because we could relate to so many things from our culture together. Although he's from Caribbean and Somalia, like he's, he's from a couple of different ethnicities, just having that culture of listening to the same music, growing up around the same things, even though he's from Essex, I'm from Birmingham, it just felt good. It felt home. So I'm, I'm kind of glad that the producers done what they've done this season, mainly because of personality as well. You've just been able to see all of that. But I definitely hope to see more of an ethnically diverse cast, given that hopefully there's, there's another Love Island series in the UK. Definitely want to see that, mainly because I want it to be kind of like, a, of course, more refreshing. And of course, like a replica of how dating is on the outside. Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like in the villa, it's like a couple of races that you got in there and it's kind of boom. But I feel like in the outside world, even though you might have a type, let's say like for me, when I came across Ruchi, even though Ruchi wasn't necessarily my go-to type let's say in terms of like physicality when i now broke down that barrier like let's have an initial conversation i was like nah do you know what? Yeah, she is my type so i feel like putting all of the external factors into love island including more diversity including more inclusivity it will only do the the show more justice do you know what i mean so me personally i had a great experience um especially with the girls as well the thing with me is even though like I had this great relationship with with Ty and those from the same like culture as me. I was still able to replicate that into my other into my other fellow colleagues in the island as well. Mitch, I was teaching him about my culture, Cape Verdean culture, and we were doing the same like vice versa. So it was great, man. And I feel like it's definitely a learning procedure because we were all teaching each other things about our own own cultures. Do you know what I mean? including more or, or just having more of a sense of inclusivity it will only do people justice do you know what i mean and people will be able to relate to it a lot more like with with ruchi when we were walking on the streets of london together or when we went to it was a theme park that we went to, the amount of like young asian teenagers children uh, just coming up to him being like oh my gosh like you done us asians proud like you done your thing it felt good. Even though it wasn't me hearing it, I was like, damn, like this is the power, like people having a role model to look up to, which was amazing. And so yeah, it, it definitely felt good from my side.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So for the final part of the conversation, I want to look at identity. You're born in Portugal. You then moved to Birmingham without being able to speak English. That is such a cultural difference. You know, the Birmingham community versus the Portuguese community, completely different. So number one, <laughs> why did you move? And secondly, how did you find integrating into a new society like that? It was mainly when when like me and my parents were still in Portugal. I think my pops had come here a couple of times already and we had some family over here. And so after seeing what the culture was like here, how it was like in, in regards to the jobs here as well and how fluent like people could start working like that, like seeing how strong the labor force was here, decided to make that move. And then growing up, even though for most of my life I've been here in the UK, I've always like, we've always been back to Portugal. So like, let's say for example, in primary and secondary school, we would go as many times as we could. So any little small, small holiday that the school gave us, Portugal. So like any two weeks, summer, Christmas, whatever it may be, always in Portugal. So I've always had that link between the two different cultures here in the UK and in Portugal. It was kind of like a shell shock experience where now growing up and I've re I'm realizing more things. I'm realizing, okay, this happened because of this. As of now, I've gotten older. It's been a lot more a huge realization, mainly because of the characters of people. Let's say, for, for example, myself, I was raised to have good manners regardless of who it may be. 
regardless of whether it's the waiter or a CEO of the company or a shopkeeper. You always address people very, very formally. Please, thank you. So, do you know what I mean? Just manners and respect, definitely, in my principles and morals. So now, when I've encountered a couple of, like, there's rude people everywhere, do you know what I mean? There's rude people everywhere. But when I've encountered a slightly more here in the UK than I would in Portugal, it's like, okay. Like, let's say, for example, with, with neighbours in Portugal, if my neighbour in Portugal were to go to the bakery and get bread, we wouldn't find it weird if she was to bring us a loaf of bread or a cake just to say good morning. And we'd have like a deep conversation with our neighbours. Like here in the UK, you can find good neighbours, but the overall like vibe is just to each one to themselves. And so there was a lot of like differences in the cultures, like whilst I was growing up that I started to like point out. And they've, they've been amazing because even the love that I've received in Portugal for, for Love Island has been absolutely crazy as well. Not only people from my neighbourhood, but people from all about. And that goes on to the same point as to when I was mentioning Ruchi, mainly because now I think I was the first. Palop is basically Portuguese-speaking countries in Africa. So you've got like, you've got Angola, Cape Verde, you've got San Tomé. You've got all these different islands and countries that speak Portuguese. And there's a huge community of them in Portugal, likewise. So in England and all across Europe. So now being the first Palop man on Love Island, I now automatically turn into a role model for like Palop youngsters that want to like do something in, in, in life, not necessarily go into national TV, but with the plans that I've now got, to inspire these young these youth it feels great to have like it's an amazing responsibility but that always goes back onto how different the cultures were so just me being able to take key points from the different cultures has made me into the man that i am today and i'm very grateful very very much so grateful but yeah it was very hard adjusting to it very very hard especially like balancing the two languages from from very young because there'd be times where i think i can't remember there was a time i can't remember what, what year it was but I wasn't able to, well, I just didn't know how to speak English properly. Like my prominent language was Portuguese at the time. So I went into school now just speaking Portuguese. No one's understanding. And I'm like, oh, what do I do? So yeah, like balancing the two languages has, has been like bread and butter for me like since young. Andre, you've been amazing on Security Scale. What a role model you have been for your community and you keep being as you get bigger and Thank bigger. You. My absolute thanks for being on Security Scale. If you love Love Island like I do, you're going to hear future episodes with Charlotte and Leah from season 10 and hopefully a couple more Love Islanders as they come straight out of the villa and straight onto Security Scale to tell their mental health journeys. And George Fensom and Tink Redding uh, from season 10 have also been on Security Scale already, as well as over a hundred other Love Island stars telling you about their mental health journeys and their Love Island experiences. You've been listening to Security Insecure with me, Johnny. So if you like what you heard, please do go and subscribe on Spotify and iTunes. Hit that subscribe button, leave a five-star rating and leave a review. Let's keep spreading the word. It's okay to not be okay. On Instagram, I'm at Johnny Seifer at Security Insecure Podcast. Andre is Dre.Fatardo. And on TikTok, I'm at Johnny Seifer Nice too. So go and check us out on your social media pages. Keep listening to Security Insecure and let's keep spreading the word. It's okay to not be okay. I'm Johnny Seafoot, thanks so much for listening. Until next time, thank you and goodbye.
ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.